Good evening. Wow, it's different with uh, all the ladies not here. I see a bunch of ugly out there. <laughs> nah, I'm looking in the mirror. So, no, I'm glad you're here, um, uh, and I'm glad to be here. I um, miss the pastor, but in a way, it's kind of good because when he's here, when I teach, I'm always nervous. Like, I, I know he's not going to hit the X button or nothing, but, uh, but it, it, it always makes me nervous. But uh, I'm glad we're here. Joe's here. He, he's got the X button. Turn to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. No surprise, right? Some of you's probably already there. Titus chapter 2, verse 2. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. So you see the first three things, grave, temperate, uh, sober, grave, and temperate. And then there's three things to be sound in. The three things to be sound in is faith and charity and patience. Tonight we're going to talk about charity. Uh, that's the topic that um, the pastor gave me to, to teach about. And uh, I had a lot of fun studying it out. And uh, there's a lot of verses and references to charity throughout the whole Bible. I mean, God, God is love and God is a giving love. So in short, that's what charity is. Charity is a, is a type of love that causes you to action. A type of love that, that, that you give of your resources, your time, your effort, your thoughts. And so that's what it is. And so many you start looking at it and, and, and there's a lot of material you got to sort through and say, All right, what am I going to talk about? And you know me, so I brought seven pages. Um, but you also know me, I, I usually uh, don't even look at them. So... I'm going to try to stick to somewhat of my notes, so if you see me looking down more than normal, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to stick to my notes to get through it. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Lord, the ability to get up and do things today, thank you for that. Thank you for the freedom and privilege we have, uh, even though we may be tired and, and things that uh, happened today that uh, was good or bad, whatever our day was, Lord, that we have the ability to come here and hear your word preached. Lord, I ask that you bless these men. Lord, help them, teach them. Lord, my prayer uh, all week and, and last few weeks has been that they get something out of this and that their charity will, will, will be more determined to have more charity in their life. Uh, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope that um, in order for any, any of these lessons, I, uh, I, mean, I, I, I loved all the guys that so far has got up and, and taught. Um, I've listened to some of the ladies, and it's just amazing. And in and, and any way that someone is teaching something, in order for you to benefit from it, you have to have a, a humble heart um, and hungry to be challenged. You know, a lot of people don't have a hunger for the Word of God. They don't have a hunger to be challenged, and, and they don't have a humble heart to receive that. So you can choose to do that. You humble yourself and say, hey, I, I want to learn something, and that'll help you, especially when, you know, the pastors preach and teach a week in, week out. It's real easy to be faithful to church, especially if you've been coming for a long time or you're raised in church your whole life as a kid like I was. It's easy to come and not really be hungry and leave. Um, as in, has it ever happened to anybody? You, you leave church, somebody asks what the message is about. And you, you were just there less than an hour ago and you're, mm, I don't remember. Uh, it happens. It happens to me quite often. <laughs> uh, and a lot, somebody mentioned one time, hey, uh, if you go eat, 
dinner, that food was good for you, gave you energy, gave you what you want, but you don't really remember it the rest of your life unless it was a special dinner. And so look at church that way. You came there, you got food, it helped you in some way, maybe correct your thinking. But in a way, I think sometimes we should be a little bit more hungry for it and challenged uh, to do something about it besides nod our head and say, good message. That was a good verse right there. And then it doesn't affect us at all. So I hope that tonight, through some of these verses with this pulpit smaller than my Sunday school class one, there's no room. Uh, I hope you're challenged. Uh, Turn... Uh, real quick to, since we're looking at charity, I just wanted to start there. Turn to Luke chapter 10. I mean, people always say turn quick, so I just copied it. I don't care how fast you turn there. Luke chapter 10. So while you're turning there, what is charity? There's a Hebrew word for charity. I don't know Hebrew, but I googled it, and I can't even pronounce it. But it starts with a T, and it ends with a Zedekah. So, but it means building trust trusting relationships that includes contributions of time, effort, and insight. If you've got some wisdom, you've got some insight, you're choosing to help someone that needs your time, your effort, and your insight. Uh, I wanted to look up a Hebrew word since most of the Jews would know this word, and it would relate to some of the the verses that we're talking to uh, about tonight. Merriam-Webster Dictionary says that charity is generosity and helpfulness especially to the poor. And that's true. A lot of verses, we don't, we don't have time to look at all the verses on charity tonight. There's just no way. But a lot of them are related to helping the poor, helping the needy, helping someone with less than you. And uh, so that fits. Another one is uh, benevolent goodwill towards or love of humanity. A gift, a uh, third one, or for public purposes like a, a hospital or school or, or some charity mission downtown, you, you give money to that and they help the poor and the needy. And then a fourth one is lenient judgment of others. A uh, type of charity from Merriam-Webster, it's a lenient, you're, you're, you're not as judgmental on others, you're kind of showing mercy and you're showing them charity when you do that. I like those definitions and you can find a lot of biblical support for most of those, if, if not all. However, the Bible itself has much, much more to define and instruct about charity. There's a type of humanity charity of, of giving. You know, you love uh, to help people and you give to a mission downtown. That's good. That, that is a charity or, or some cause. But you, you can do that without the love of God in your heart. Anybody can just give to a charity. Anybody could be nice. But there's a type of charity that the Bible talks about that, that we should get. And first of all, the love uh, of our own heart only goes so far. You can only love so much as, as who you are as a man. You, you only have the ability to go as much as that. When you learn who God is and learn to love like God, receive God's love, learn the more Bible about how God loves, and then God teaches you to love like that, your charity is going to be able to do that as well. And you can only give that type of biblical charity when God's in your life, helping you and growing. So, first uh, example we have uh, is Luke chapter 10, verse 33 through 37. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and, and he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. 
Now, which of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Now, Jesus said that, and he said, he that showeth mercy on him. And Jesus said unto him, go and do thou likewise. It's a command. Jesus commanded them to go and do likewise, and it's our command from, from Christ as well to go and do likewise. Do what the Samaritan did. That, that is, by the Hebrew definition of charity, that is, the Samaritan was giving charity. If you look, he, he, uh, he had compassion. I love that message Brother Joe just taught on compassion. Uh, there's a love in his heart that he had towards somebody that he didn't even know. And only God can give a kind of love that, that, that causes you to give way beyond any normal comfort. It makes no sense. The Samaritan as, Samaritan, as he journeyed, he was probably a, a productive human being with his life. He was probably somewhat successful. He had money. But it doesn't mean he was just filthy rich and bored and was just walking around town, nothing to do. He was on a journey. He's going from town to town. He's going somewhere on that road. He had business to take care of, family to see. He was a busy person. He was productive. He was on his way, just living his life. We're suppo- That's what go means there. Uh, go, go about your life. And when you come across something like this, you stop and help them. You do likewise. Now, I, think about that. How often does anybody in this room go to that extent? We're not the same as the Good Samaritan. That guy, he stopped. He, he let that guy ride the beast and then he walked. He got the blisters. He was inconvenienced. He spent his money. There was no chance of that guy paying him back. The Good Samaritan wasn't some, hey, I'm going to give charity, but I'm going to really look good in front of my friends. Or, man, I hope that guy's loaded. When he gets well, he's going to pay me back and I'll be... That, that, that wasn't his goal. He literally was just giving and for his... For the sake of the, the point here, he was just losing his time. He was never going to get back. He's, the next day, he came back. He was given money. He's not going to get back. Did that, would that guy appreciate it? Was he, was he the, the guy that, that, that was robbed by the thieves? Uh, he don't know if he's going to appreciate it. He's going to say thanks. He's going to send him cards every Christmas. Probably not. But that's not why he was doing it. The Good Samaritan, literally out of love, just helping and having compassion on someone, and just wanted to be a blessing with his time, his resources, and his know-how. He even took care of them. He took care of them, is what he says. And so Jesus used this and said, hey, which one was more neighbor on him that fell among the thieves? And think about the word neighbor. Do we treat our neighbors like this? This wasn't even his neighbor. Jesus just used the word as if it's commonly understood that you treat your neighbors very well. But this was a stranger. Remember the other two that just passed them by? They were too busy. Man, I got this appointment. I, I, I've got something. I'm, I'm so important. I, I can't help you. I can't get dirty. I got my good church clothes on. I got to get to the, the, I gotta get to the tabernacle and do some priest stuff. The Levite. I mean, there, there's whatever reason they, they did not have time. They even stopped and looked. Ugh, that looks bad. I'm out of here. I got, I'm too important to help. I'm too busy. My life's too important. The Samaritan didn't do that. And Jesus directly said, go and do that. And if you stop, has anybody ever done that? Don't raise your hand. But like to that extent, I mean, I've personally never been walking on a road and found a guy in a ditch that got beat up by thieves. But there's been a lot of times that I've come across just living my life with people who needed some help to some degree. Maybe not to that extreme, but, but people that need help. Charity does not only mean love. A lot of people say, when you think of charity, most of you probably thought I was going to turn to 1 Corinthians 13 right off the bat, the love chapter. No, it's the charity chapter. There's a difference. Charity is not just an emotion like, I love you, oh, I, have, I, I charity you. 
The charity is a deep type of love that, that causes you to action. It causes you to action even to your own hurt, even to your own loss, even to your, uh, your giving. That, and so that, that type of charity that's from love and that causes you to action to give, uh, it benefits someone that's needy. It's pretty simple. You lose, that person gains. And that's the idea when you look at a lot of these verses um, and of charity through here. Charity doesn't only mean love. Charity is not an emotion. It's a deep love that causes compassion that results in action. Action that costs money. Action that's an inconvenience. Action that may make you spend time you can't get back. Action that causes discomfort and pain. But it is action that causes these things on the giver, but it's a blessing on the receiver, isn't it? I mean, when you're giving charity, somebody is the receiver likes it. <laughs> The, the thief uh, in the ditch, he really appreciated the grace and mercy. And it's, hey, thanks. Appreciate that. This hotel is way better than laying there on a rock for another day or two. So charity costs the giver much. And it does not really benefit the giver. It benefits the receiver. There's no underlying hope of some kind of gain from it. That's not true charity. You just lost out. And that's okay. That's, that's what charity is because the love you have in your heart. Charity is a blessing on the receiver doesn't cost the receiver anything, and the receiver gets the benefits of the giver's grace and mercy. You know, Jesus told us to do that, and I, 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 we're, we're challenged tonight to go and do likewise. If you're not looking to have charity on something, you're probably just going to pass by it. It's right there in a ditch. It's right, there's people, there's things that, that, that really need your help, that you're able to help. You're fully capable of changing your plan, being flexible, and giving of your time, and it's uncomfortable, and you lose. <laughs> you lose your time, effort, money, your knowledge. Hey, let me show you how to do that. Oh, you don't know how to change your tire? Let me show you how to change your tire. Uh, actually, that was fresh in my head. Actually, you don't need to change your tire. You need a new tire. That thing's blowed completely out. You don't have a spare tire? Well, I'm out of luck here. I only can do so much. <clears throat> but there's a tire <laughs> that happened yesterday. It was a bunch of us in a car. We tried to help this lady. Uh, so, but it's a wonderful thing for the person receiving it. Don't you agree? So Jesus told us to go do that. So just for a second, just stop on this first point and think, am I doing that? Go and do likewise. To what degree? Can you get better at your charity? Yes, I think we all can. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, uh, in faith, in purity. So uh, if you're taking notes, that was 1 Timothy 4.12. We are told to be an example of charity. So you're being put on the spot again. The light right over your head. Are you an example of charity? Well, I'm just a youth. Hey, that's okay. Uh, let no man despise thy youth. So Paul was talking to T Timothy there and said, hey, don't let anybody worry about how young you are. You can have charity. You cannot just have it. You can be an example of charity. Now, your example of a young person might only be as good as a young person can be of charity. Charity is something that grows with you. Your charity gets better, stronger, however you want to put the word, as you mature and get older. You, you, can, you can grow your charity. By the time you get older and aged, like in Titus, the aged men be sound in charity. You, you should have been past Timothy's age of just being an example, and you should be something... Uh, a, a bigger example. So if you're a small, uh, one of the teenagers here, 
uh, young and or even younger than a teenager. It'll say Caleb Miller right there. You could be an example of charity. Somebody else, your peer in your Sunday school class, did I say Miller? I did. I saw somebody laugh and I said, well, I just said Miller. You, you can't. Anyway, what's your name? Caleb Clawwetter. So, <laughs> I don't know, I must have saw Josh or something. But uh, anyway, I know your name. You could be an example of charity to people in your, in your class, to people that are younger than you. Uh, maybe even somebody that's older, they see you giving charity like, man, he just gave his last piece of gum to that guy because his breast stank or whatever. He needed it. <laughs> You're showing charity. But it's a smaller degree, but you can still be an example. You were commanded, you just read it, to be an example. So stop for a minute and check your heart. Are you an example of charity? Would anyone that knows you say he's, a, he's an example of charity? I would say that everybody in this room, 100% is an example of charity. Now, good or bad, I don't know that, but I do know that you are an example of charity. I don't know if you're a good example or a bad example, but you are an example. And as you get older, there should be, uh, you should be a better and better example for the people around in your circle. You should be growing in that and getting better in your charity. When's the last time you thought about, man, I need to improve my charity? Most men, I need to improve my, my, my look at my biceps. I need to do some push-ups. I need, to, I need to get in shape. Me, I got to put down some Mountain Dew. You know, I asked Louise to go get me some drinks. today. He didn't bring me any Mountain Dew. He brought like healthy stuff, water and Gatorade. And so he's trying to look out for me. But uh, that, that was a type of charity because I'm always saying, man, I got to lose some weight. You know, I don't make any effort. I just say it. <laughs> but a lot of people, when is the last time you said, I need to obey Christ and go and, and do likewise and be like a Samaritan? Who can I help? I need to be an example, a good example of charity. If, if it's no so far, that's okay. You can change. You can decide right now that you want to change and be better in your charity. Notice that the youth are also, also included in that verse. I mentioned that. They are uh, included to be an example. Uh, charity should continue growing and maturing in your life for your entire life. There's never a level of, oh, I'm a black belt in charity. I'm good. You, you should constantly be growing and getting better and, and be able to give more and more and more with love out of your heart. You, ha- you can't just be giving, giving, giving and without the love. That's not charity. So you should be growing in love towards God your entire life, which helps your charity. The more you know God, the more you mimic your life, the more you conform to His image, the image of Christ. Christ is the best example ever of charity. We'll get to that, hopefully. <clears throat> So no matter who you are, you still have much growing and learning to do in the area of charity. Uh, Find someone around you who you think is farther along in their charity and let them be an example to you. All right, so that's a good one uh, to, one, think about you should be an example. You're told to be an example of charity, but also find someone else that is a good example to you that's farther along than you, wherever you are, and, 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 and follow that. Look at 2 Timothy 2.22. 2 Timothy 2.22. We're told to go and do likewise. We're told to be an example. And here, 2 Timothy 2.22. Flee also, so there's a big list before, but just for this message, youthful lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We're supposed to follow charity with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We're commanded to follow charity. Hmm, what does that mean? 
Uh, following charity with them that call on the Lord have a pure heart. So first of all, you can't see anybody's heart if it's pure or not. But you can see their charity. You can see how someone gives, how someone sacrifices their life, how, how someone puts no regard to their own gain so for the benefit of somebody else. You can see that. But I can't see someone's heart. So it's not like I say, you know, I got a meter and I say, oh, you have a pure heart. I'm going to follow your charity. We can't see it. Only God can see the heart. But I can see their action. I can see their charity, what, what they're doing and how of an example they're supposed to be. Don't follow people who are not Christians. Right off the bat, they, they don't have God in their life. They might give more than you, but their charity is not even close to how God wants charity from you. Don't follow people who are not Christians. Don't follow Christians who profess Christ with their mouth, but deny Him by their lifestyle. Again, you can't see their heart, whether it's pure or not, but you can see how they live. And if someone is denying Christ, the image of Christ, and being like Christ uh, with their lifestyle, it doesn't matter what they say, it doesn't matter how, how, how cool they are, or how good they look, whatever, how tough you think they may be, don't follow them. Follow charity from someone who, who is being a great example and someone who loves the Lord, and you can tell that by the fruit in their life. Cannot see anyone's heart. It's not our job to, to see if it's pure or not, but we can see the effects of their heart. You can see your heart. You can see your own heart. Is your heart pure? Are you following after charity with a pure heart? God said, be holy, for I am holy. When's the last time you ever said, man, I, I need to get more holy? He said, I can't, I'm a sinner. Yeah, I, I, it's, I know, but can you get more holy? Yes. Can you conform more to Christ? Yes. Can you get rid of a little bit more sin? Yes. You, you have to constantly work at that. That means really no surprise. It's no different. If, you want to, if you're a young man and you're working out and you're trying to get stronger, uh, you, you just don't go one day and do 100 push-ups and then say, eh, man, I'm stronger. You've you got to do it every day. And being holy, you've got to go to God every day because we still have this robe of flesh. We're still sinners. Confess your sins be, and He's faithful and just to forgive your sins. Get that sin out. Repent from it. Just don't keep confessing the same things over and over and over. Sometimes we do because we struggle with it. It's a vice that gets us. But don't give up fighting and fighting to try to get that out to be more holy. God said, be holy for I am holy, so you can do it. It's not an impossible mission that He asks you to do. The problem is we get so complacent, including myself, that we stop fighting trying to be holy. And we say, I'm all right. I'm better than I used to be. But I'm not fighting and pushing for in my own fight to be more holy than I was the day before. We, it, you get very complacent. When you stop trying to be holy and you stop pushing to, get, to be more holy and humbling yourself and ask God to help you and you're fighting it, I'm getting that out. What do I need to do? I messed up on that same sin. What do I need to do? Stop it. What do I need to do? Maybe some of you put your phone in another room before you go to bed. Maybe some of you, whatever it is, you say, hey, I'm just not going to be around that person anymore. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, then you don't want to stop your sin. Be holy for I'm holy. God wants you to. And when you stop fighting to be holy, your charity is starting to come down. I guarantee you, you're not giving as much, you're not loving as much, and you're not purposely trying to sacrifice yourself to give other people's gain that you get nothing back when you're not trying to be holy. I guarantee it. However, when you are trying to walk with God in your own heart, nobody else can see it, and you try to have a pure heart, you will naturally, the love of God will naturally, naturally talk to you to help other people in need and be a giver. And giving out of a good, a pure heart. That's important. I don't know where you're at with that, but so far when I was uh, looking through these, I was getting kind of beat up. 
looking at these verses, and I would stop and do the same thing. Well, the Lord's talking to me. Am I doing that? Am I doing that? Am I doing that? And I was like, man, I'm maybe a little, <laughs> but I could do a lot better. And I was really challenged and repented several times, and I hope that, uh, that you may do the same thing. It's a fine thing. I, had a, I don't know why I thought it was funny, but I don't know where it came from, but it was supposed to stop and have a pause and then say, do you even charity, bro? And it was from that, I think it was like, Jerry laughed. It's like, do you even lift, bro, or something like that? Anyway, do you even charity at all, ever, any? It's pretty important, as you're going to find out. Most of us would say, no, I don't think about charity. I don't think about being holy. I don't think about giving. Why would I be interested in constantly losing my time, effort, resources, my knowledge that I worked hard to get nothing back? Because it helps someone else get better. It helps them in their, in their path. That's pretty important. God views that very, very high. Turn to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Follow after charity. So again, yes, you should be an example. Yes, you should try to be holy. Yes, you should find someone that you can follow after in charity. But you are supposed to follow charity itself, not just another person doing charity. You're supposed to follow charity. Who's the best charity in the world? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. There's, there's no perfect better example than Christ. Follow Christ. Same thing as saying follow charity. Follow Him. And see how Jesus gave. When you read the Bible, man, we don't have time. I've put up a, a whole bunch of examples. <laughs> but when you read the Bible, look at Jesus' life through the lens of charity and say, man, I want to be like that. I want to, I want to be like Christ in His charity, in His giving. It was, it's all throughout His entire life. For God so loved the world that He gave. And He didn't give a little. He gave his, his full resource, His only Son, Jesus Christ. His time, His effort, everything about Him. And He died so that us poor sinners that have no chance of helping ourselves could receive something so wonderful. The weakness of God, when God clothed Himself, clothed himself to be man, and He could feel pain, and He could feel hunger, and He could feel rejection, he could feel people snickering and making fun of him. He could feel people taken from him but, and, and, and not appreciating it. And he knew their thoughts. And he still was charity. And he gave. So that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so that we benefit from his charity. That's wonderful. If you follow charity... You say, I want to love so much that I must give to help. You, you, you stop and say, I have to help them. I don't care what it's going to cost. I'm going to help them. I'm going to help them. There's people that need your help. There's people that have less than you, and there's all, they're always going to be around. Jesus said, the poor you always have. He's talking to his disciples, but me, no, I'm, 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 you're not going to. There's always people to help. Always. And in your circle, in your life, as you are going about living your life, being productive, hopefully, that you're looking to increase your charity. It's okay. It's okay to completely give and not get anything back so that someone else gets better. It's good. God loves that. That's, that's what He does. 
uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. It's, you, you should be close. Just turn there. 1 Corinthians 16, 14. All right, so now it's getting real serious. I got like punched in the nose several times with this one. Let all things be done with charity. You've heard this verse. Do you practice it? Do, do, I can't tell you that everything I do is with charity. But this verse says, let all things be done with charity. All forms of communication, all interactions with work, with ministries, with family, all things, all means all, should be done with charity. Jesus did. Everything He did was with charity. He commanded us to do it. He wants us to be an example. How much of a charity? Are, do people know you for being a charitable person? Not just like writing a check and giving it something. That's, not, that's totally different. That's good if you do. But are you, are you following charity? Does everything you do, be, is, is it done with charity? Decide to do all things, everything you do with charity. Make an effort. Think about it. Meditate. Hey, what, how can I do that with charity? Think about it. Pray about it. How can you do that? How can you do your schoolwork? Now, I mean, I like to say, how can I eat with charity? I'm like, I love to eat. So my, this is true. I, I, I was thinking of all things. Well, I like eating. So that should be easy. I'll start with the easy ones first. I thought, just ask a bunch of people to go eat with you all the time and then pay for it. <laughs> hey, maybe that's my level. Maybe you're more advanced. But they say, hey, I'm trying to do something with charity. <clears throat> and there's other things, but you can come up with your own list. I have mine. Does, anything, does this describe you? Do you have uh, things that you need to stop doing because you can't do it in charity? If you can't do it with charity, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Maybe it's time to get up and get busy doing some productive things and in everything you do with the heart and mind of Christ in regards to charity. So far we've seen that Jesus said, do and give charity the way the Good Samaritan did. Be a good example of charity to others. Follow after charity. Do all things with charity. Now turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. That's a big list so far. There's some more. 1 Timothy 1.5. This is just a Bible study on charity, and I hope to challenge you with it. Now the end of the commandment is charity. Of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Now, it, just for time, I know I'm always pressed for time with trying to get through so much, but in verse 1 we see that Paul was personally instructed by Jesus, who is God, to give a commandment. He was instructed to give a commandment. Read verse 1, that's what it says. And then in verse 5, the end of the commandment. So he started with the commandment, and now this is the end of that commandment, and it's to have charity, have a pure heart. When's the last time you and I have had charity out of a pure heart. We, we talked about that, so I'll keep going. But the more pure your heart is, the better your charity will be. The more closer you are to Jesus, the more holy, the more pure you'll be, and the better your charity will be. The, the purpose to be holy and to be pure in heart and, 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 and confess your sins and, and get closer and do things that are holy and do things that make God happy is not so He can just clap. It's so that you can then take action and have charity in your life so that other people benefit. Not for your own benefit. Sacrifice. It's okay. It's good. It's good for you. It's good to lose. It's good. It's good for you. You can do it. Hmm. Sometimes I, I, I said a couple points 
And then I, as I'm going through my notes, it's there. And I'm like, oh, I already said that one. We're to make a 100% effort to get and keep sin out of our heart, to be pure. You never have the kind of charity in your life the way God wants you to if your heart is not working on being pure and holy. We get too relaxed with a dirty heart, too comfortable with not giving to others. We get too comfortable trying to get ourselves. I mean, think, everything, most of it, everything you do all day is for you to gain, to get, to gain, to get. Get money, get attention, get promoted, get patted on the back. And, and it's against our human nature to, to give with not expecting anything back. Just for the fact that that other person benefited from you giving. But, wait, there's more. Colossians chapter 3. It's full of commands and instructions. Instructions to put off things like anger. You can go ahead and turn there, Colossians 3. We're, man, Colossians 3 is awesome. It, we're, it's, it's full of things to take off, like put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication, lying. And then in verse 12, we we're told to put things on. So we're supposed to put on like bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, uh, and forgiving one another. Those are things we're supposed to put on. Then in verse 14, after all those things to, to put off and to put on, uh, in verse 14, Colossians 3:14, above all these things, above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness which is the bond of being mature, which is the bond of, of growing, which is the bond of, of completeness. The bond of completeness, the bond of being mature is putting on charity. A above all those other things, you can't skip. I like to use like belts and stuff. I'm, I'm not a karate guy, but, but, but like you can't skip from white belt to black belt just because you're like, cool, I put it on. I'm a black belt now. You, you have to work at that. Your charity is not, you're not going to just have that kind of advanced, perfectness, mature, aged men, sound in charity type of charity in your life uh, without working at it on a day-to-day -day for years. It takes time. I hope you've started on that path above all things and you're, that you are putting on charity, including that other list. You can't just ignore the list and say, yeah, that's, I'll go for that one. You have to work at it. You have to constantly humble your heart, swallow that lump in your throat, and say, I'm doing it. Grit your teeth and say, I'm going to do this. They need it, I'm going to go do it. He said, above all, put on charity. If you want to grow in your charity, you must put it on, you must do it day in, day out, just like those other things we talked about. All right. So we're commanded by Jesus to go and do likewise as a Samaritan. Be an example of charity for others to follow. Look for someone to follow yourself. Follow charity. Do all things with charity. Have a pure heart for charity. And put on charity. 1 Corinthians 8.1. Turn there. 1 Corinthians 8.1. I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians 8.1. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. You know, a lot of times we seek to improve ourselves. You're supposed to as a young man, you, you, old man, young man, whatever, man, just be a man, right? Uh, you're supposed to constantly improve. You should improve your mind. <laughs> Read books, get smart, learn math, 
whatever, study history. Do, improve your mind. You're supposed to improve your body, right? Exercise so that you can move about and do things and go things and be productive. Work out, eat healthy the best you can for whatever age you are and what conditions you have. Do the best you can. You're supposed to constantly improve your walk with God. You just constantly, in all aspects of your life, constantly be improving, not just, eh, man, it's easy, I'm 47 years old, good enough. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot physically lately as I drink a Mountain Dew. Good enough. But that I can still improve as a 47-year-old with whatever I got going on. I can still improve and get better. Is it my number one priority? No, but I still should be doing that. Above all, getting smart, read books. Man, who, who, I bet you nobody buys more books than me, but I bet everybody reads more books than me. I am not, and this doesn't surprise anybody. I, I'm just, I'm, that's my weak chain. That's my weak point. I, 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 I have the greatest intentions. I'm a terrible reader. You know, I, I really, I, I may surprise you, it may not, but I force myself to read my Bible every day. I, I, I have to force myself. And then I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm on a roll. Once I get going, I enjoy it. I love it. I'm glad I did. Uh, some people force themselves to do push-ups or work out. And then once they did, they're like, man, I'm glad I did. I feel better. But it's, it's hard for them. Mine is reading. But above all, I'm supposed to work on my charity. But we don't like that. You mean losing? Give other people benefit off me? Our pride says, no, our pride hates charity, hates it. And so we don't want to do it. We want to go get knowledge. I, I think every young man, you should get knowledge. You should get smarter. But we want to get knowledge. Uh, I remember I wanted to get, this is for the wrong reason, but when I was first started preaching, I wanted a lot of knowledge. I wanted to be like Brother Wally and Joe Clawwetter. Good time to laugh. Like, I'm never going to be that smart, ever. I'm okay with it now. But I remember I wanted, I, I thought like, man, if, if, I, if I could be as smart as them, if I, had, if I had as much knowledge as them, then God would be happy with And really, deep down, people would say, good job. I was young. And then last week, I repented of that. <laughs> knowledge puffeth up, no matter who you are. No matter how much, not, you should seek knowledge, but it does puff up. The Bible says it, and I have seen it. <laughs> In my own life, and I've seen it in others. However, charity doesn't puff up. It's humbling. I just worked all day, and then I come over and hang out with you for hours, and then I go home tired, and I get up at early again, and I ain't get nothing. Like, who, who's interested in that? Charity is. If you put on charity, if you're following after charity, if it's above all things, you should go do charity. This is just my opinion. You can delete it if you want. You should be more interested in doing charity things than trying to puff yourself up with knowledge. I'm not saying don't go study. I'm not saying that. I'm saying charity should be high on your list more than anything else. You're never going to learn as much as God. You're not going to impress God, but your charity He loves. Oh, I wish I was better at charity. I, I get sick of myself when I think of how I lack in these areas and how much I want to do better. I hope you do too. We're running out of time. Uh, Luke 21, we won't go there, I was going to, but Luke 21, uh, Jesus looked up and he saw the rich man casting their gifts into the treasury. And he also saw a poor widow casting in two mites. And he said, of a truth I tell you, this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. 
for all these out there abundance. They're extra. They're so smart. They had all kinds of programs. They did the, the John the Ramsey thing. I can't apparently I don't know the names. Who's the John Ramsey? Dave Ramsey, thank you. Whatever. People are smart with money. It's good. It's good to be smart with money. All right? But they did that and they had extra and they could give extra every week because of how smart they are. And man, they could have taught this widow uh, all kinds of things with their knowledge that puffed them up on how she should have spent her two mites. And Jesus, I love it, pointed out that she gave more than them. He didn't need their money in the first place. He has it all. But he saw her heart. I bet it was a pure heart. And she, with all her heart, that was her living. That was how she was going to eat, pay rent or whatever. She had nothing left. And because there was something going on in church where they were giving to God and, and out of a pure heart, she gave it all. And Jesus said, that is more than all those. That knowledge that puffs up doesn't impress God. Use your knowledge to be charitable. Yeah, that's good. That does. like God does like that. It's not the last page. Jesus commanded us to go. Jesus is our perfect example. Jesus had a 100% perfect heart, perfectly put on charity, did all things with charity, even as the most fervent charity of the universe has ever seen. What Jesus did was the most fervent charity that anybody's ever seen. When you study Jesus and think of Jesus and meditate on Jesus, I hope you do, and read about Jesus, I hope you do, I want you to look at it in a different way of charity. 1 Peter 4, 8, and above all things. Above all things. Yes, we could talk for hours about a lot of things that you could have, should have, would have, you can, you're not, you should, repent, sure. Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitudes of sins. I'm so thankful for God's charity. It covers my sins. I didn't deserve it. But His grace and His mercy... I received. I was the receiving end of that. And because of His grace and mercy, because of Christ's charity in my life, I should not hold back anything and, and give to, to, to people that need help. How's your charity? Last thing, go, go home and read 1 Corinthians 13 if you like. I hope after this message, you read 1 Corinthians 13, it stirs your heart. I challenge you to go read it if you're interested. We're out of time for that, but if you had the heart of Christ and you're working toward it, pure, you're being an example, and you're trying to put on, you're trying to follow, above all things, have fervent charity. Not, not just squeaky little quiet charity. Fervent, burning charity. Above all things, don't have a little charity. Have fervent charity. You would soul win more. Are you a soul winner? I'm ashamed. I wish, I wish I was a better soul winner. I, I, I do work on it. I do soul win. But I wish that I was more fervent. There's a lost and dying world. People full of sin. They have no hope. Some, most of them don't even know it. And we don't have enough love in our heart of Christ to cause us to go talk to people and give of our time, effort, resources, our knowledge, our insight, to tell people how to be saved? We don't, well, I don't really get anything out of that. No, you don't, but they do. They receive the covering of multitude of sins 
through Christ. I don't think in, you can have the type of biblical charity if you're not a soul winner. And I think you're, you're, you're wrong if you don't. I didn't say you have to show up to church soul winning. That's a good way to do it. You should be a soul winner. And you should have enough charity in your heart. How are you going to go be a good Samaritan for the small things? And the number one thing that Christ is concerned about is Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which is lost. That's what He came. That's what He wants. And that's what He gave His charity so that we get saved. You got saved through Christ's charity. But we don't have enough love in our heart to try to win somebody to Christ? Anybody? Somebody? You want to improve your charity the way God wants that we talked about? Improve your soul winning. God loves that. I'm done. I'm out of time.